been listening to PetLifeRadio.com. The Obehave Show is brought to you by organically grown catnip from Ducky World. Yay! It's Obehave with Arden Moore. This show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rintin, Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We've got a top dog on our show today. Now, when it comes to rescuing breeds, helping people find just the right house with the right pet amenities, and unleashing a can-do attitude, our guest today reigns as a CEO. I'm talking creative, excellent, outstanding. Now, I want everyone to give pause and applause to HGTV personality and real estate expert, Tanya Marchio. Hey, welcome to the show, hey, Tanya. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm glad. I'm glad. I like now, that intro. I like that oh, intro. I hope you can do all my intros. You know, we're going to find out how this former professional volleyball player has netted a very, very successful career as a real estate and investment expert and somehow finds time to reach out to dogs in need. But we've got to pay for the show, so let's take a commercial break. I want everybody to sit and stay. We're going to be right back. Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. Yow! Cats go crazy for Ducky World's catnip, especially the new cat balls. Ducky World's products are organic and they actually work. They make your cats go yow with delight. The true cat's meow is yow from Ducky World. Check out yeowww.com. Yow! Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the All Behave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our special guest today is based in Phoenix, Arizona. But she's not limited to that zip code because she does it all and she does it well. Let's give it up to HGTV personality and real estate expert, Tanya Marchio. Hey, Tanya. Hey, thanks so much for having me. And I'm checking out your background, and I got a little bone to pick with you. You went to the <laughs> wrong school in Indiana, girl. What school there's did you go only to? One, no, there's only one school, the Crimson and Cream, and all those other ones that I think they're like brown or black and yellow. <laughs> I don't even know, but there's only the Crimson and Cream. Hi, you from Indiana. <laughs> okay, okay, but your host is from Purdue, so let's, let's see if we can be civil. Let's not, you know, growl and snap at each other or anything like that. I think that. we're both in the NCAA tournament right now, so, you know, hey. Well, we'll be in it for the first round, but, you know, that's okay. <laughs> you're talking to an ex-horse writer, and you're an, an excellent athlete, so, yeah, I know how Purdue is. We give it up. 
but that's okay. I mean, we're already black and gold. We just need to add blue, and then we're good, right? And then you're good, right? Exactly. exactly. And I, I have never figured out what a boiler maker is, other than people who like <laughs> drinking. And so exactly, that's it. That's okay. We still don't know what a Hoosier is, so it's all good. I know. You know what? Oh, you know what the history is on Hoosiers? Because I is one too. Is that hey, apparently years ago when it was being settled, people would come to the door and they would say, "Who's there?" And if they were Indians, they knew not to open the door. Well, duh, Indians have hatchets and they could come in anyway. So <laughs> I've actually heard that. So we used to say, who's there? That is too funny. So I guess some form or another, we're all Hoosiers. Yeah, yeah. We all say who's there. <laughs> but let's get into it. I want to give people a little bit of a quick background on you because you are the president of Team Investments. And I went on the website, everybody dash over to Team Investments inc.com. Tell people a little bit about what that is. Sure. So I started a real estate company about 15 years ago, and my passion was really to educate athletes because I was an ex-athlete on how to create generational wealth and implement real estate into their financial portfolios. So I'm a big believer in you have to have your stocks, your bonds, your mutuals, your long-term investments, but you have to have your cash flow for your day-to-day living through real estate. So that's kind of been my passion for the past 15 years. And um, it's not just professional athletes anymore. It's any savvy investor that really wants to understand how to make money in the real estate market. Okay, and you've got quite a big team behind you. So, I mean, I'm very impressed by your website. Thank I felt you. like a little chihuahua looking at a great dame. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Sometimes those chihuahuas barks are bigger than those great Danes. So you know how that goes. <laughs> but speaking of your athletic background, I mean, you did play professional volleyball in Italy. And then tell us that tragic tale on the golf course. Sure. So um, being an athlete my whole life, never really been hurt. You know, small knee surgery here and, here and there, but nothing major. Came back stateside and really had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. And so I picked Arizona because it was far enough away from home, which was Colorado at the time, that I could go home, but I could still be myself and create whatever it was that I was going to become, but I had no idea at that time. When I came out here, I got a job on the golf course as a cart girl, and about a year into it, the cart flipped and landed on my ankle. And oh I will never forget, I, yeah, I called my mom laying on the ground, and I said, Mom, I think I'm going to need some stitches, and I think I broke a bone. And, you know, I'd never broke a bone ever in my life, and the paramedics got there, and they were like, sweetheart, you're going in for emergency surgery. So they took muscle out of my stomach and a tendon out of my arm, and they completely recreated my leg. So six months into the hospital, and my mom's sitting there like, what are you going to do with your life? And I'm saying, good goodness, you want me to think about this right now? Um, <laughs> and she, me, she brought me real estate books, and so she catapulted me into what I am today, and I feel very fortunate and blessed that I have a family that doesn't let me wallow and, and uh, complain, but really pushed me to get out there in, in time of tragedy, and that whole situation put me where I am today, and I'm very grateful for it. So I think, you know, sometimes you got to look at the devastation in your life and figure out how you make it a success, and that's, you know, by the grace of God, what I've been able to do. So let's give a shout out to your mom. What's your mom's name? <laughs> my mom is Sharon, and she's the best. And I definitely have that typical Italian family. My mom and dad are, are wonderful, and brother and sister have kids, and I have dogs. Well, there you go. Well, they're part of your family, right? <laughs> they are my kids. Yes, they are my kids. <laughs> now, speaking of your dogs, we're not talking little chihuahuas here. I want to just tee this up a little bit. Capo, Dolce, Vita. 
I, I guess I would only assume they'd be Italian names. Of course. Um, I mean, uh, you know, they're Italian Mastiffs, Italian family. They have to be Italian names. All right. So Italian Mastiffs, that's a lot of pasta on four legs. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, my big one was 185 at his max, and he was uh, he was ranked number one in the state of Arizona for six years running, and he's oh. now 13, and he's my little cuddle bug. But, Which one is um, that? He, that's Capo. Okay, Capo. Okay. Yes, right. and the girls were actually, um, they had terrible hips from the jump, and they were, there was a breeder, and they were going to put him down, and I said, no way, no how, I'll take them both. So my little girls are a mess, and I love them, and I wouldn't trade them for anything <laughs> in the world. <laughs> when you, but let's couch that word, little. How, how much is uh, Dolce and Vita? They're about 140 a piece. They're about 140 pounds a piece. And uh, Vita, she had the worst tips of all. So instead of, they have a great quality of life. And they have fun and they play. And you wouldn't know that they had bad hips if you didn't know it, if you didn't watch them walk. And so I went through a period where it was uh, a total hip replacement or an alternative. And I just didn't want to put them through something when their quality of life was so good. And so what I chose to do was stem cell therapy. So my little girl that had stem cell therapy. You know, that's interesting that you brought that up because I'm an editor at Vet Street and we just did a big story on stem cell. And I do think that the public in general is very confused about stem cell therapy for pets. And, you know, you're using your dog's own cells. So can you do a yes. little explanation, even though you're yeah, not a veterinarian? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a veterinarian. I will make that disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But absolutely. So they took her own cells from her fat tissue um, out of her tummy and they send them away to a lab and they spin them. And 24 hours later, you come back and you inject them into the problem areas. And you have to be very careful because that has to take. And so it's basically they're regrowing their own tissues. I don't believe at this point, and I could be wrong, but I don't believe at this point that you can do any other, like there's no other tissue. It has to be their own. So your dog has to be healthy. It can't have any um, infection because that could really be dangerous if you're spinning, you know, bad cells and putting them back in. So they injected her hips and her knees. And then I am obviously, a dog lover. So my dogs go to therapy twice a week where they walk uh, on an underwater treadmill once <laughs> a week and then they swim once a week because they are big, big guys and, and they have, uh, you know, hip issues. My big one doesn't. He's just old now, so that's his exercise. But mm-hmm. so we rebuilt that muscle and you can really tell a difference. That muscle tissue really grew and with bad hips, that's important that you have stability in that hip. So instead right. of putting her through a total hip, which, you know, maybe about Eventually, I will have to, but but I'm really glad that I did the stem cell because your quality of life is great, and, and that's the most important thing for our pets. Oh, absolutely. And how old is Vita? Vita and Dolce are litter mates, and they are six, and Capo's 13. 13 is pretty good for a big dog. He's a big guy. I wish I had somebody to take care of me like I take care of my pets. I mean, they eat organic. They get all their fish oils. Like, where's that person that does that for me? That's what I want to know. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So why didn't you get a little teacup chihuahua? What is it with this specific breed that really drew your heart? Oh, 
You know, I, when I was playing professional volleyball in Italy, I actually um, saw this breed, and it is majestic. I mean, that was the word. And they really weren't very popular in the United States yet when I got Capo. And I always said when I had a yard and, and a place that I could have a big dog, I would. I grew up with some white huskies, so I always had a bigger breed dog, but this dog was just regal. So I did my research on him, and I started with the Sharpay, which she was my little heart, loved her to death, and that was Capo's pal, but um, when I was able to actually move into a house and have a yard where my dogs, you know, it would be good for my dogs, the first thing I went out and did was got a Carne Corso. Okay, so a Carne Corso is a form of Italian Mastiff? A lot of people say Cane Corso, but it's really Carne Corso, and it is a form of an Italian Mastiff. I believe the Neapolitan is the other one, and my gray one, who's Capo, he looks somewhat like a Neo, but they're bigger and more muscular. And they're pretty mellow, but I've been told that, aren't they the breed that puts the burglar up against the wall? So you oh, yeah. Get there? So, <laughs> so I didn't know what I was really getting into when I got my first <laughs> one. And when his hormones, you know, when they're puppies, they're so cute, right? And then um, their hormones come in and you're like, holy cow, what kind of dog did I, did I get here? <laughs> right. So I'll never forget this greatest story ever. I'm thinking I could train this dog by myself. We're running down in Arizona, you know, everything's gravel and dirt. We're running down the street and he sees a rabbit. We're talking 185 pounds here. The dog takes off and I go, like the cartoons, right. I go skidding after him on my stomach, straight volleyball dive on the gravel. Like the dog is going. And <laughs> one of my NFL clients was driving by at the time and he's cracking up because I am laid out on my stomach. And at that point I was like, okay, the dog needs to get trained, period, end of subject. So he was my protector. He was the head of the house for years and years. Not that I would take that title away from him, but really it was important that I kept him trained because there were issues um, as far as having him under control, making sure that, you know, he was protecting in the right sense instead of, you know, just from everyone. So right. for that first year when his hormones came into play, you couldn't get within 10 feet of me, which was, you know, that's dangerous. <laughs> so it's important that people that get this kind of breed understand that, you know, you really do have to train him and it's time and it's energy and it's money and it's effort. And if you don't have that, really look into the breed that you're getting. Oh, yeah. I just thought, you know, you probably just didn't have a date for the first year. I'm sorry <laughs> yeah, to hear that. I that, too. I told you I have dogs, right? I don't have kids. There's a reason. <laughs> oh, I actually have a friend of mine who's a veterinarian who has a Mastiff, and she talked to me one time. She goes, I don't know why I'm not having any date. And I said, what's the problem? She goes, well, my three Mastiffs sleep on my bed. <laughs> yeah, mine do, too. So, you yeah, forget and it. And I said, well, I think unless you could have a room-sized bed... <laughs> You have to get a Shaquille O'Neal bed, know. right? <laughs> so, I mean, get a size bed, but That's, pardon the pun, they take up some real estate, don't they? They do take up some real estate, that is for sure. I've learned to sleep in one spot, and everybody has their own place, and nobody moves throughout the night. <laughs> I need a picture. i got to see a picture of this. You know, <laughs> that's so great. Hey, everybody, we're talking with a great gal, Tanya Marquiel, and she is the president of Team Investments out of Phoenix, Arizona. We're going to talk to her a little bit about her role as HGTV, and she's going to offer some tips on how we can find the house of our dreams with our tail wagger, our purr maker in mind, and a lot more right after we take this commercial break. So everybody, please just sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. 
Begging to hear more of your favorite show? <laughs> Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio and iTunes. Let's talk pets. Live and on demand only from Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hey, y'all. It's Kelly Pickler, and you're listening to Arden Moore on Old Behave on Pet Life Radio. I love y'all. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper, and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Old Behave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the OBA show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I'm having a great time talking with Tanya Marpio. She is the president of Team Investments, Inc. Yep, that's the website. She's also the cool pet parent of three big, majestic, regal, awesome, Carney Casos, right? Did I say it right? <laughs> Carney Corsos. Carney Casos. That's that. <laughs> you know, darn it. Uh, <laughs> But you know what, I can tell you, when I went shopping for my house, I live in the San Diego area, I didn't really care about the kitchen or anything. I was looking for a place with a backyard, and I shopped with my two dogs and two cats in mine. Am I crazy, or is this a trend you're seeing as a real estate expert? Nope, I did the exact same thing, and I think that because our pets are so much a part of our family anymore, that is really more the norm than not. So I picked my house out on paper. I was just like you. It was all about the yard. It wasn't really so much about the house. You can make a house your home no matter what, but it has to fit the pet. And most important for me, having three, you know, 140, 185-pound dogs was I needed to run. I needed to make sure that they had room to play. That is absolutely more the norm now than not. Okay. So what are some of the tips? I mean, the economy, you know, it took that nosedive, almost kind of like you said, your straight volleyball dive, you know, a few years back and it's, it's kind of inching back up and everything, but people want to buy a home. What are some tips you can give people that have dogs or even cats and what should they be looking for? What are some of the pet amenities? Well, I think really you do have to take into consideration all the things that you're going to need for your specific animal. For example, do your pets know how to swim? If they don't, really is a pool a wise thing? Or can you teach them to swim? You don't ever want to come home to an unfortunate accident like that because you got a pool and you wanted it, but your pets didn't know how to swim, so on and so forth. So there's several things as far as amenities of your home. Is there a place for a doggy door? Does your dog know how to use it? Will he use it? Is there a place for your, your dog run? As far as cats go, are you kind of out in the wilderness? If it's an indoor cat, that's kind of a different situation. But if it's an outdoor cat, are you in the wilderness where there's owls and things that might prey on your animals? And can you get that animal in in the evenings? So I think that there's a lot of things that you have to start taking into consideration. And if you have a good real estate professional, really, those are some of the things that I ask my clients because it's important to me. So I assume it's important to them. Do you have pets? Are there restrictions in the neighborhood for pets? There There really might be. And that's really critical that you know that. You don't want to get into this house that you love and then all of a sudden 
sudden there's pet restrictions. There's neighborhoods here in Arizona, and I know we're talking cats and dogs, but there's neighborhoods here in Arizona that have stables in them. So even though your horses aren't in your backyard, there's a community stable in your neighborhood where you can bring your horses. Nice. And so it says horse property. Yeah, it says horse property on the listing, but you're like, where in my backyard? No. No, it's actually a community stable in your neighborhood. So you have to think about all those things and think about, like, if you do have horses or big animals and there is a community dog run or there is a place to put your horse, how much money does that save you in the long run than having to board your horse, you know, 30 minutes away from you and have someone there when you can get up every morning and and actually go feed your horse, see your horse, and then trailer it to ride. So, you know, there's communities with the dog parks in them now. And that's important because the pets do need to be socialized. You know, so Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things to think about and your real estate professional, if you have animals, should really ask you those things because there are really cool neighborhoods now. This isn't like it used to be where you have, you know, a neighborhood of five different track homes and you have to pick one of those. You know, there's a lot of really neat things for pets nowadays. I'm the pet behavior consultant for Beneful for their half a million dollar dream dog park. They do it every year. And so if I'm living in Alabaster, Alabama right now, I'm doing a tail wag because in June, it, they're opening up that huge, it's got jet streams, pools, you know, artificial oh, that's turf. that's so cool. I mean, I'm like, I want to come back as a dog. Do you want to come back as you a dog? I yes, okay, I do. Okay. I want to come back as one of my dogs. <laughs> okay, okay. That sounds good. So, you know, we talked a little bit about what we're looking for as a buyer, but what tips can you get? to people who do have pets and they're moving and you want to make sure that the pets are safe, the house doesn't smell like the litter box. I mean, is there any tips you can give people on getting their house ready to be sold and keeping their pets sane? Absolutely. So our real estate market is a mess right now, obviously. (laughs) People bought wrong. Um, They're having to get out of their houses. You as a pet owner, and I am such an advocate of this, that is part of your family. Do not send that pet to a shelter. Unfortunately, right now, the dream of homeownership is faltering, and hopefully it will come back right now, but we are a renter nation. And landlords, people who are buying homes to rent out, understand that people have pets. So there is no, absolutely no reason that you should be sending your pet to a shelter just because you moved. That is not an excuse. That is a part of your family. And you can find a house that will allow that pet to come with you. So I get so upset when I see pets that were left because homeowners had to move. That was a part of your family and a decision that you made. So make good decisions when you're getting your pets no matter what. But find a good real estate professional again because there's tons of rentals out there. It doesn't matter if you're renting or buying tons of houses out there that allow pets to come in. I don't care. I make all of our landlords accept pets because it is part of the family. Uh, As far as you're moving, as far as you're moving, you know, if you have animals, you got to know your animal. So there's always a room that can be blocked off if a potential buyer doesn't need to see the laundry room per se. You can always put your animal in the laundry room or a room if they're not crate trained. If you don't want to do that, schedule showings. It's not difficult throw the dog in the car, go to the dog park, let the people see your house, and then keep it moving. But there's absolutely ways. You would never do that to your children, right? You would never leave your children behind. You would never do any of those things. Do not do that to your pets. You know what? I just give you a big pause up. I have moved many times and I have never once said to my pets, uh, see you later, alligator, in a while. exactly, They're with you longer than the life of your cars, your jobs, your relationships. I mean, you know that. I agree. I absolutely agree. So what about, how do you get rid of any little 
pet evidence in the house. I'm talking oopsies. <laughs> I think there's great products out there now. I mean, uh, what's the one? We use one, and we get it at Ace Hardware Store, and it literally gets the smell out. You don't, you don't have that. And, you know, my dogs, I told you, my dogs are in water twice a week, and they don't smell like dogs. So I think bathe them, for goodness <laughs> sake. And I'll tell you, I am not one. I am frugal as frugal can be, so I don't take my dogs to get bathed. I take the hose, and I take some sh- I take baby shampoo, so they don't even have a dog shampoo. I take baby shampoo and they get baths. But, you know, there's ways around animal scent. Do not show your house with animal scent. There's nothing worse than walking in and having a stinky house or right. an untidy house or seeing animal mess on the ground. Have some pride in homeownership or even if you're renting, just wherever you live and have pride in your animal. I mean, you wouldn't, again, I look at my animals like kids. I wouldn't do that with my children. I'm not going to have the stinky kid in class, right? <laughs> so, no, I'm definitely not going to have the stinky dog. But I do believe that it is a function of time, it is a function of effort, and if you choose to have an animal, make sure that you can really have the effort behind it to give that animal a good life. You know, you touched upon it. There are cleaners out there, and I've become, because I'm from Purdue University, I've become an expert on the three Ps, pee, poop, and puke. Nice, yes. Nice, and that, that makes my parents proud, but you touched on it. Get the protein enzymatic cleaners. There's a variety of them out there and follow the directions. Do not use ammonia or bleach on urine, poop, or puke because that will just magnify it and does not take away the smell. So that's my two cents worth that I wanted to add. I agree. Yeah. So I just had to get the pee, poop, and puke in there sometime. (laughs) I think it's in my contract. I don't know. I like it. I like it a lot. So tell us about, you know, you've got some pretty cool uh, clients. I've covered a couple Super Bowls in my life. I was a sports writer. So uh, talk about some of the clients that you've had and some of them have pets. They do. So one of my obviously favorite clients is Donovan McNabb, and he's a dog lover. Um, He's had a couple of different dogs since I've been able to help him and his family with their homes. And again, and wait a minute, for the few people that don't know who Donovan McNabb is, Mr. did the whole big soup commercial, everybody, but he he was with the Eagles. Yeah, he was with the Eagles. Now, where did he go? I forgot. He is not anywhere yet, but okay. I assume that he will be somewhere uh, at the beginning of this coming up season. He's so a great fingers crossed for the McNabs. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. One of my other clients right now is Cedric Ellis, and he is in New Orleans, and he has a Cane Corso. So, of course, you know, I have to give oh. a shout out to the Cane Corso <laughs> owners. But, you know, I have phenomenal clients. Of course, the guys love animals and dogs, and they take care of them, and it's not a situation where they don't or they're being abused. I have absolutely amazing athlete clients that love their animals very much and I think it's great to see it's great to see these big old eyes with these dogs and they're taking care of them and sending them to the groomer and you, you know you just laugh because it's such a soft spot in their heart. I guess I heard that you were writing a book, The Prosperity Principles. I am. Um, How's that going? I think it's, it's good. <laughs> I think it's critical that uh, that we learn to be financially responsible. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, as regular people, we are taught, you know, that things are really bad and money is evil and it doesn't grow on trees and you can't <laughs> have a lot of it and so on and so forth. And really, the whole principle of the book is not so much real estate based as it is just financially based. Run your life like a business. During this whole housing debacle, I've had many debates and some people love the way I think and some people hate it. But I say if you bought wrong and you're in financial distress over your home, get out. 
banks mm-hmm. make financial decisions all the time. If it's a good financial decision, they write it until the wheels fall off. If it's a bad right. one, they get out of it, they cut their losses, they write their losses off over the next five years, and they make a better one. But we as homeowners and financial, as regular people, are not taught that those are correct financial policies. We're taught that it's morally wrong to leave your commitment because you signed on that mortgage and so on and so forth. And I say if you can't feed your kids and if you go home and fight with your wife or your husband every day over your mortgage, get out, make a better, wiser financial decision and keep it moving. So, you know, again, I've had debates back and forth. It's not that I am not morally responsible for my uh, financial commitments. I absolutely am. But I think that we need to run our lives like businesses and we need to have the tax write-offs and we need to realize that money can come to you. It can grow on trees. Don't have that debt mindset. Have a mindset of wealth and abundance and, you know, learning how to make money with money and how do you start all those things. So I think that that is really important that people actually do that in today's society because we have all gone through financial messes and hardships and, and debacles. So how do we not do that again? We have to be financially responsible. I applaud you. I give you pause and applause for that. You're a gutsy broad that's taking a common sense <laughs> approach. It says lowly Arden Moore from, you know, San Diego County. Who cares? But I, yeah, but you know what? I think, don't you think in some ways our dogs have given us some kind of uh, smarts? I don't know. Maybe Number one, loyalty. Yeah, Number there you one, go. First and foremost, loyalty. And I think, unfortunately, in today's society, because it's such a fast-paced, you know, love it, leave it, whatever society, we have lost some sense of loyalty in our society. And if we looked at our dogs and saw how loyal they are to us through good and bad, through up times, through down times, through, you know, tears, through smiles, they're there. And that's what we miss so much. I can go home and be as mad as I want to be, and they're wagging their tails and just happy to see me. I could have left them for, you know, eight hours all through the day, and I get home and they're happy to see me. It's really this loyalty to the absolute most and unconditional love. You think about that. You give your dog love they give it right back. It doesn't matter what just happened. You could scold them. They could be doing something wrong. As soon as you say, come here, they're, they're wagging their tail. So I do. I think we could learn so much from our animals. And uh, I mean, you know, they just forgive you in a heartbeat. That's right. That's very well put. We're speaking with Tanya Marquiol, and she is the president of Team Investments, Inc. It's out of Phoenix, Arizona. You catch her on HGTV. Hey, she's got some accolades, ladies and gentlemen. She was the top real estate professional in Arizona, businesswoman of the year by the National Republican congressional committee boy that's a mouthful and you've been on fox news you've been on the nfl networks uh, Sirius, real deal cnn fox business news atlanta cbs hgtv <laughs> e-i-e-i-o i mean how do you, how do you, you you're your doing time? all my introductions from now on that's it you're hired okay good 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 how do you how do you budget your time I think I'm half bananas, number one. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to answer that question. No, I'm just kidding. You know what? I do what I love. I love real estate. I love my animals. You know, if I had a family, I would make time for it. You make time for the things that you want to make time for. And I make time for my animals. I make time for my real estate. And, you know, that's where I am right now. And life changes and things might change in five years or ten years. Who knows? But you make time for all the things that you want to do. And I I love doing HGTV and I'm having a blast over at Fox Businesses. And I just couldn't ask for a better crew. The the people over at CNBC are fabulous. So, you know, those are your uptimes. Those are the times that you, um, you get that high for the next moment. So that's what I'm doing right now. And I love every minute of it. 
Well, I got to tell you, sometimes you got to show a little enthusiasm for what you're doing. I mean, forget it. I mean, you're like, geez, just kidding. Exactly. Now, exactly. we want to also do a little shout out to the rescue that you are involved with and the CaposRescueKennels.com. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. So obviously named after my big boy and my baby. I just think it's tragic because a lot of times people get massive or big breed dogs and they don't realize how much work they are. And so they send them to a rescue or a shelter. And so our whole goal, eventually I would love to have an actual kennel where I could house them. But right now what we do is financially support other kennels that do and we help them place dogs with good homeowners. So I'll go out and actually, you know, visit someone's house, make sure they're a good owner for a mastiff that might need a lot of energy and time and effort. But that's what Capo's Rescue Kennel does. And, you know, hopefully as time goes on, we grow and we get bigger and we can not only support but house other animals. And I would probably sleep in the in the, uh, <laughs> in the kennel with them. So who knows? Maybe that's not healthy. I don't know. <laughs> Well, we want to give the website again is Capos at C-A-P-O-S RescueKennels.com so folks can learn a little bit more about what Tanya is doing there. And, you know, for all you folks that are looking into investments and real estate, please check out TeamInvestmentsInc.com. And you're going to find her on HGTV and all these other networks. Just spin the dial. You're going to find Tanya, I think. <laughs> Sometime. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, um, anything else you'd like to say before we bid adieu? I, it's been a real delight having you on the show. No, thank you so much. Love your pets. They're super important. They're a great part of our uh, of our livelihood. So, you know, anything that we can do to create awareness and create a better life for them and us together is, is what we need to do. And I think they truly do make it a home, sweet home. They do. Definitely, they do. All right. Well, let's give it up to Tanya Marchio. She's been our special guest today on the OB Hay Show. At this time, I also want to thank my cool producer, Mark Winner. He makes this show happen each and every week. And hey, folks, thanks to you guys, we are the number one pet podcast on the planet because I just like alliteration. And share this with your friends. We've got people as far as Singapore tuning in, and we are very, very grateful to that. We have a great lineup on Pet Life Radio. Six million people tune into one of our shows or more than one of our shows each and every week. So at this time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave! Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat only on PetLifeRadio.com.